Thank you for listening to the Father Goodrich Sermon Podcast. If you aren't subscribed, take a moment to subscribe now. We hope these sermons will give you insight and inspiration for wherever you are on your journey of faith. Now, this episode's message. Have you ever been sent on a mission? Have you ever been given something to do, a task, by a person in authority and sent out? Maybe your boss sent you to a meeting. Maybe a significant other sent you to the grocery store. Uncle Sam. Uncle Sam. I'm about to get to that in some cases. Uh, And maybe perhaps uh, growing up, some of us, and maybe even now, uh, had a parent who always had a list of little missions for us to accomplish, uh, which some of us used to call those chores. Remember those? Things for you to do. And my dad always had those for me, whether it was chopping wood, harvesting apples, raking leaves, planting weed in the neighbor's yard, (laughs) planting weeds, weeds in the neighbor's yard, just making sure you're Paying attention there. <clears throat> and while you may never have worn a uniform where you receive mission orders, though some of you may have, I imagine most of us have been sent on a, quote, mission of some kind in our lives. If you have, raise your hand. I see plenty of hands. In today's Gospel from Luke 10, Jesus sends out 70 disciples on a mission. Notice The number here is 70, not 12. So anytime you hear that word disciple in the New Testament, do not always limit that in your mind to the 12 apostles. Jesus had many disciples, women and men. But not every disciple was an apostle. So back to Luke 10. Listen carefully. This is how it started off. The Lord appointed 70 others and sent them on ahead of him in pairs to every town and place where he himself intended to go. He said to them, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. So therefore ask the Lord of the harvest, to send out laborers into his harvest field. Some translations add field there at the end. Now, the Bible, the Bible is overgrown. The Bible is overgrown with wanton green weeds, as well as wondrous golden wheat. The language of seeds and soil, the language of planting and harvesting. Imagine burying your hands into rich garden soil. You feel the texture. Imagine rubbing it between your palms. Can you smell it? Sometimes when the Bible uses this language of harvest, it's literal, referring to the harvest of crops that help sustain people's lives. But often... The Bible uses the language of harvest in the spiritual sense, as an analogy for the life of faith. 
as an analogy for God's great plan for all of humanity and all of creation. And right here in Luke 10, 9, Jesus uses a special phrase to refer to this plan, the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God. Loudly, let's say that together. The kingdom of God. Now, this is what chapter again from Luke? What chapter? 10. So this is Luke chapter 10. Jesus is not crucified until Luke chapter 23. So Jesus still has many places to go and many lessons to give before he is finished. And as we heard, Jesus sends them out, the 70, two by two. Hold on. There's a little lesson right there for you. He sends them out in pairs. I'm not going to tell you about it. I'm going to let you make that connection for yourself. But he sends them out in every place he intends himself to go. Question. Will this mission trip be easy for the 70? No. How do we know? Are we just guessing? Are we just making it up? How do we know that it's not going to be easy? Jesus tells them. Jesus is not working them over. He's very honest with them. In Luke 10, 3, here's what Jesus says. See, I am sending you out like lambs in the midst of wolves. And in Luke 10, 10, he adds this. When you enter a town and they do not welcome you. So there will be metaphorical wolves ready to devour them. There will be places where they will not be welcomed. Planting seeds for the kingdom of God is not always easy. Being on a mission from God does not always look like a Hollywood movie with rocking gospel music and a guy doing backflips down the church aisle. Though Ben and I are going to do backflips right after this sermon. Just be ready for that afterwards. Planting seeds for the kingdom of God often looks like heartache. Planting seeds for the kingdom of God sometimes looks like headache. Planting seeds for the kingdom of God often looks like a woman laboring long hours in the hot sun in her garden, working the soil, working the soil, trying to get something to grow. And now for something completely different. So a man and a giraffe walk into a bar. They sit down. After a few drinks, the giraffe peels over and dies. It's sad. The guy finishes his drink, and he goes to leave, and the bartender says, hey, you can't leave that lying there. And the guy says, that's not a lion, that's a giraffe. That's not a lion, it's a giraffe. Okay, well, obviously none of you appreciate a tall tale. So when Jesus sends out the 70 on this mission, do they lie around like lethargic lions? No. They've been sent, so they get busy going. Now remember, these aren't the apostles. These are not the superstars. These are not the people who give their whole lives, full-time service to the church and be the leaders. That's not them. These are more like regular folk. 
people who had relationships, and some were married, some had kids, they all had responsibilities probably outside the church. Some of them were your guys' ages, some of them were age of elders. They were people like you. They were people like you, the 70. And yet, like the apostles, like the saints, like faithful disciples in every century, when they heard God's call, they responded, to use the words of the prophet Isaiah, chapter 8, verse 8, here I am. Send me. Here I am. Send me. Loudly, let's say that together. Here I am. Send me. Question. Is Jesus still sending out disciples today? Absolutely. And he is sending you. He is sending you out into the world to plant seeds of faith, hope, and love. He is sending you to the people at your school. He is sending you to the people at your workplace. He is sending you to your friends and family. He is sending you to your next door neighbors. He is sending you to the waitress at your table. He is sending you to the stranger on the side of the road. He is sending you. He is sending us to go out into the world and live out his commandment of love. The Eucharist. When we come to communion and receive, lots of things are happening. You have no idea. All sorts of things are happening. Deep things are happening. And every time we receive, we are signing up for things. We are saying things. Even if we don't say it with our words, we're saying it through our actions. And one of the things that we say every time we receive the Eucharist is, here I am. Send me. We are fed by God to be strengthened, to be go out to serve others. That's the whole deal. There's a bunch of other stuff too, but we can talk about that another time. So think about it this way. Think about it this way. When someone at your school or your workplace, when you're there and a word of kindness needs to be spoken... Will I, the priest, be there? No. no. You, the disciple, will be there. So say in your heart, here I am, send me, and speak that word of kindness. When you're among your friends, and there's an argument between a couple of your friends, and they're not getting along, and someone needs to step in to mediate, will I, the priest, be there? No. You, the disciple, will be there. So say in your heart, Here I am, send me, and step in to bring reconciliation between your friends. When there's an opportunity to speak a word of faith and plant a seed of faith to your child or grandchild, whether they're 5, 15, 35, 55, whatever, will I, the priest, be there? No. You, the disciple, will be there. So say in your heart, here I am, Lord, send me. And share a story of faith with your child or your grandchild. And so many situations will be like that. And so many other situations. You will be God's hands and feet on the ground. You will be God's laborer in God's harvest field. In that moment, you will have a mission from God. 
In fact, I guarantee you, this afternoon, this week, you will be offered dozens of little mission moments. Little mission moments will be served up to you. And when that mission moment comes, with God's help, choose to accept it. Will the mission always be easy? No. There will be wolves. Make no mistake, in the spiritual life and the life, there are wolves. And there will be people who will not welcome you. And there will be your own mess-ups. And there will be my mess-ups. But such as it has always been for very human but faithful disciples of Jesus. And so it will always be on this side of eternity. And yet together, with God's power, Filling and forgiving us. That's one of the things we receive in the Eucharist. I hope you realize that. We receive power. We receive forgiveness. With God's power filling and forgiving us, we will press on. We will bury our hands into the spiritual soil of the world around us. And together, we will say, with God's people all around the world, across the denominations, we will say, here I am. Send me. Amen. Father Goodrich here. I hope this message blessed you in some way. Remember, faith isn't limited to one hour a week. Faith is about our whole lives. Everything we do, every day of the week. So, live well.